This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Hello, and welcome to our second episode of Voices of the Peace. First and foremost, we'd like to acknowledge that we're filming this show on the traditional territory of the Denezah. Secondly, I wanted to say thank you for tuning in. We've had such wonderful feedback from all of you who watched our first episode with Paul, and we really appreciate it. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this show is created as a way to find out more about our town, our community, and the people in it. It's a mixture between a conversation, a living archive, and just a time to get to know each other a little better. It's our chance to ask, how'd that happen? How did that get built? How did that get there? We want to find those stories. The people who shaped our town, the teams that built those things, we want to find out what happened so that we can truly celebrate the stories that make up our community. We've partnered with Urban Matters, who build vibrant communities, and with North River Midstream, who know that with the right partners and right players, we can do this. I'm Ted Sloan, and welcome to Voices of the People. Our second guest is someone whose work you've probably seen, but you might not have realized. You see, as much as our town loves our sports, we really love our arts as well. We've had provincial festivals here. We've had choirs head to New York. Artists display work all over the world. And actors grow and move on to bigger things. We've seen the arts through activities like events like our Winterfest, Sand Sensations, through our Peace Gallery North. And that didn't happen just overnight. Much like a good painting, I imagine, it takes time, it takes patience, it takes perseverance and planning to help the arts grow here in our city. My next guest is someone who's been there. They've had that patience, they've had that perseverance, and they've helped to plan and grow the arts in Fort St. John. Somebody who's taught me personally a lot, and that would be Margaret May. Margaret, thank you for coming onto the show. How are you today? I'm really good, and it's a pleasure to be here. Well, our, our paths have crossed over the years in different projects, so... Well, and you were mentioning off camera. It's I'm glad that I actually get to interview because usually we work behind the scenes. So now, now you get to be in front. So yeah, and as I was saying, that is my comfort level <laughs> to, to work behind the scenes. I'm very happy to be backstage. And well, I'm I'm really I'm honored that you're here. I really enjoyed when I reached out and you said yes. I I would I'd love to do that. So my first question is, um, I've always known you in the arts. We've crossed paths at the cultural center. I've looked and I've seen your arts around the world or around the, the city. Uh, how did you get started in the arts? Well, I mean, it really goes back. I, I think for everybody who's involved in the arts, probably would, it just starts, as, you know, as a child. And uh, and I I was uh, I did participate in festival. I'm involved in festival now, and I did participate in festival when I was a child. As I think I mentioned in my answer, played piano, mm-hmm. not particularly well, <laughs> but uh, you know, it gives you your it gives you a basis. And and then I, I sort of rediscovered my involvement in the arts through my children. Um, as well, because they got involved in the arts, because of course I had an interest. So, mm-hmm. um, so that that's how you get into vol- involved in the organizational side, because somebody needs to do the somebody needs to be backstage. Let's say it's a little bit Fort Saint John, where it's like, well, I said someone wants to do this, so I've got to do this and, and mm-hmm. stepped up the plate. Well, I think that's typical of small town. We don't have the professional necessarily level activities. It, it comes from the grassroots, and it comes from the volunteers and people just wanting to see it happen. That is, that is really true. I, I totally, I feel bad asking this. 
Are you from Fort St. John? I'm from Fort St. John. Really? Born and raised. Yeah. That is not going to say when, <laughs> but, but yes, I, I, I mean, except for the, you know, going away to the university, I've basically lived here all my life. Well, that, that would break me to the question. Another question I asked you, um, how I, I remember, so I, I always remember the cultural center being here and I always remember there being a musical here. And I always remember like, there's things that I just have grown up with, um, you're not that much older than me, but how, how, how have you seen the arts change in Fort St. John? Well, I mean, it's kind of you to say I'm not that much older, but I actually am. But, I mean, obviously, hugely. And, and, and the cultural center is a good place to start because, you know, I remember well when they were building it. A lot of people were grumbling and complaining about the cultural center. And, and I actually am involved in the, the board of the cultural center now because I, I'm, I'm probably extra passionate about the cultural center because when I did festivals as a child, I did in a high school gym. And I remember going to see a ballet in the high school gym where they just put a mat down. And uh, so, you know, I have a great appreciation for how far we have come. Um, And I had a friend who danced and I think it was just um, Mrs. Forrester, a lady in town, rented a spot and taught them a bit of ballet. And now we have, you know, professional studios uh, here. So it has really grown and thrived and, and we have a surprising number of opportunities. I mean, there's still places we could go and, and uh, go forward, but, I mean, the, you know, the, the level of the community theater that we have in town, um, the activity there is, uh, is really grown, obviously, over the years since I was a child, and, and part of it hinges on the facilities we've got and, and of course, the energy and spirit you find in, in a small town. That is, Fort St. John, I remember growing up in this town, and being like, oh, I gotta leave this town, and then leaving and being like, this town's a really cool place. There's really cool things that you can do here. So yeah, it always surprises me when people say, oh, there's really nothing to do, and I think, oh, there's tons. I'm never bored. <laughs> I've, I have. There's all kinds of things to do if you just need to, if you just know to, where to look for it. Well, I'd be curious um, because you, now you, you are you're, you're, you lead a lot of things. Um, do you remember what one of the first things you, you volunteered in the arts? Or this is going a tiny bit off script, and so mm. you could be like. No, I don't remember. No, Todd, but no, that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, um, I mean, I've always believed in, and this is some again was instilled in me from my childhood because I had a mother who was a joiner, and um, you give back and you do your part when you're involved in something. You you put your effort in and your time in. So I was always always knew when my children got involved in things that I would be helping out, and and so it was really through probably my current activities, my per- current level of involvement in organizational side of arts is. Uh, through my daughter joining dance and becoming part of uh, the dance troupe at Studio to Stage. And so I got on the board there. And my first position was uh, representative to the Arts Council. And my first meeting at the Arts Council, they said, uh, we need a secretary. And I and my children would tell you that I don't know how to say no. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently there's living proof that I was the secretary by the end of that first AGM. <laughs> and uh, and the rest is history. But But I, you know, I feel like it's, you put your time in, you put your effort in, and because if you didn't and people aren't willing to, it won't happen. Well, that was, um, to, to tell a tiny story, I remember going, when I started becoming an actor, uh, I thought it was so strange. I remember my first professional gig, um, I started mopping the stage, because here, you just, you do that. Mm-hmm. You you walk up, you paint, you mop, everything. And I remember getting in trouble, because they said, oh, no, we have, that's this person's job, and this person's able to job. do that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I went, but in Fort St. John, everyone just does everything. Well, the Fort St. John, you're the people that exactly. do that. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I'll do it because no one else will do it. So right. That's, yeah, what a, this town is, is quite fantastic. Um, speaking of just stepping up and filling it, 
you, you've helped organize numerous festivals in this town. I don't know if people realize how much work goes into to hosting a festival. We cross paths um, when you hosted or helped lead the Provincial Arts Performing Festival here. And that's a large beast. There's multiple people. There's multiple buildings. Uh, what is it like to organize that? Um, it was daunting, but kind of inspiring, too. I mean, it grew out of, again, being involved with the local festival, uh, which, you know, we'd been a part of for a while. And um, we, have, we have dancers and musicians that have participated um, in the provincial festival over the years, and my daughter's one of them. So, you know, I sort of became aware of the provincial festival. It moves around from town to town. And, you know, it, it seemed a good idea to have it in the north. And it, I just had just such a great group at, at the, you know, on the board of the performing arts or of the local Peace River North Festival. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is the time. If we're going to do it, this is the time. And so we we applied to to hold it, and and yeah, and it was challenging. Of course, there's some areas that I don't feel very knowledgeable about, very strong. We're very confident we could run the dance side because we have some some really excellent people. And but uh, you know, doing music at that level because mm-hmm. um, it, it's a very very high level. Uh, but well, we got a lot of cooperation. I mean, the church has stepped up to. We we're all all willing when I approached them to sure provide a venue and. Every single one of them has a grand piano. Who knew? Like, I had no idea we had that many grand pianos in town, but, <laughs> but, we, but we do. And so, yeah, so, I mean, I had, I had my share of qualms and, you know, my pre-event nightmares that I always have where you, you're dreaming that you've done absolutely nothing. But, you know, in the end, it was, it, was, it was really rewarding. I mean, we felt they were very happy. We got a lot of compliments from the uh, provincial board and... Um, and so it was very satisfying to see it. And, and of course, to bring that level of, of uh, event to town. I think there was about 450 uh, musicians came to town with their families and, and performed in about, I think, about 12 venues all, all told. And uh, so we needed a lot of volunteers, which we got. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I certainly don't regret having taken it on. And I look back really fondly uh, to that event. Well, I... Do you have, um, when you're organizing, do you, are you able to take a, a minute and just sit and appreciate it? Like I, I, uh, I was very lucky once I got to help run a theater in, in Vancouver and there's a very large theater. And at one point, a, a wiser, older head, uh, it was in the middle of opening night and they just said, you need to sit in that chair for five seconds. And I was like, why? And they said, because you need to appreciate what is happening. This amazing beast that is, that you've helped organize. Um, when you're organizing, do you get a chance to sit and reflect, or is that something that happens afterwards? Uh, a little bit more afterwards, but I, I found with the festival, it sort of we got we were started to relax a bit as it went on, mm-hmm. and so we got to enjoy the concerts. I know it, a couple of my fellow organizers were hunkered out the back of the uh, the theater with some of the candy that we provided for the adjudicators. <laughs> <laughs> so we were sitting back there eating candy, enjoying one of the concerts. So so we did as we. I think we gained a little confidence as the festival went on and we realized it was going well. And because I, I had to laugh at the end of it, the, the, the president and the executive director were saying how much they enjoyed our festival. And they said, one thing we liked about your festival was it was just so relaxing. They just felt never stressed. And, and I hope, oh, well, well, that's good because I sweat right through my blue T-shirt on the, first, on the first day of the festival running around like a crazy person. But by about the third day, we were starting to get we felt in our stride and that things were going well. And so I did get to sit back and watch some of the concerts and, and, uh, and, and enjoy it a little bit more and not just look back and think, oh, that was, that was great. That was a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah. So 
So you do get a bit of time to appreciate. Well, I said that would lead me. I, I like when you say, oh, I was fighting through, through, because I was going to say, do you ever get stressed? And it sounds like it, it is a, a stressful thing, but you, I mean, you've done, I mean, that, the Provincial uh, Performing Arts Festival, you helped organize um, the, the ceremonies for, for the Winter Games. Um, are there anything that, that you look back at and, and that really stand out to any, any events or any people or you were like, oh, that was that project that I got to be part of. That was really neat. Well, those two were the big, the big projects. So those are the big provincial level projects. And it was, it was you know, I was really, really happy to do that. I mean, at the, the Winter Games, we got to showcase the arts. But I also have kind of a background in, in sport. In fact, I participated in the 1984 Winter Games that were here. Really? Uh, yeah, in, in when I was young and spry. I'm uh, learning so much. You play the yeah, piano. You, there you go. Yeah, 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 I played Dalvinton in the in the 1984 Winter Games. So, so I mean, it was a nice fit for me to be able to bring the arts to the stage, but I actually participate in the the Winter Games, which I cared about. So those were, I, you know, those are great marquee events. But you know, over the year, I mean, every festival has its special moments. I, you know, when you're watching your children, of course, is always great. And um, and and just some of the, th- I mean, obviously the High and Ice Festival was big. I was more peripherally involved in that, but you know, it sort of helped. Like in, work. The in-, in the first one, or in- it was initiated by the Arts Council, the the High was and it? Ice Festival. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just take I've a ever- wild guess who pushed that one. Exactly, the Sue yeah, Project. Yeah, kind of Sue, and also Peter Vogler was really um, involved in in kind of guiding us through that. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that was an Arts Council Council project, and it sort of grew over the years, and the city then took it over. So. Um, so that was big, and also just the setting up of the of the arts post, which is our where we have our offices, and we were able to uh, provide space for the potters, the potters guild to mm-hmm. to revive because it had been kind of on hiatus for many years after the program at the college closed down. So some things like that are, I think, are really special and kind of important to the community. Well, this is hmm, this will be a, a tough question, and it's not meant to be. And you can be like, I don't, I don't really want to answer that one. Uh, so. I, I grew up playing hockey in this community, and then I discovered the arts. And the arts, um, I chose to, to take a, a, a um, chose to take that career because it's amazing. Um, you've put a lot of effort in growing in the arts in Fort St. John. Um, has it been hard to, to push the arts, or has it been like it's been neat hearing you talk about? Mm-hmm. We went to a church and asked, and they said, "Yes, please use our piano." Like it sounds like this community. Uh, sometimes people are surprised that we have such the artists that we have, but it sounds like if you feel back the cover bag, or even if you if you look at the High on Ice Festival, like the arts is, is thriving in this community, or is at least it's very yeah. present. The arts is thriving, but, but it faces a lot of challenges too. I mean, in, any nonprofit, it, there's always, always the money issue, always that in, endless fundraising, which I absolutely hate doing, but, but you know, those, those things. Um, there is, there is, I mean, you'll always hear artists sort of say, you know, why don't you give us the attention that sports get? And, and so there is a, a perception and probably a bit of reality too that there's some inequalities there in the level of funding and support go. I've never been one to ever want to pit the arts against the sports because I think they're both valuable and they're both important. I've loved them both. I do both. I enjoy both. Um, sort of got more into the organization of arts possibly because it, you know, seemed to be a bigger need there. And also again, the sort of just chance is a lot has to do with it. Like my kids got into 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 the dance and into dance, and so I got involved. But uh, you know, I think both are very valuable to the community. I think I think the arts sometimes get a little bit short shrift and don't get um, necessarily valued as they should. I mean, whenever there's cuts, it always seems to be it's there. to the arts, <laughs> you know, in, this, in schools as well as as communities as a whole, which I think is is very short sighted because I mean, you see the value of 
sports to children as they develop is um, can't hardly be measured, really. Well, and I love that you say that because your children that that was one of my favorite parts about the games is is the arts and the games coming together, and we got to celebrate both because both mm-hmm. I mean both are such a wonderful way to express yourself, um, and yeah. and they're both. I mean, when I teach uh, my my drama classes. I mean, my drama kids, we teach, you have to be an athlete. And then I teach my athletes and I say, well, you've got to also be aware of yourself as an artist. Mm-hmm. And it's, you need to be creative as well. Yeah. yeah. It really rounds it out. Well, and I mean, they over, they do overlap. You look at dance, which is very athletic and you look at figure skating, which is considered a sport, but is an artistic yeah. aspect. I mean, we've always thought kind of the arts council, when we talk about our mandates and everything, you just want to foster exercising mind, body, and imagination. So, I mean, that comes out of sports and arts. Um, and so it's all important. It is. Um, so, you know, sometimes we feel we have to push a little harder to, to get that, to get people to see the value of, uh, but, you know, I mean, just involvement in, in the festival. I go to the f- festival and see, I think we have about 600 young people all told that participate in the festival. And, and probably, you know, this many of them are going to be professional artists, or maybe some, maybe some will pursue it, but maybe not. But they're all getting... They're all getting a valuable experience of presenting themselves, um, building confidence, getting out in front of people, uh, you know, achievement of, you know, pursuing something and and seeing it come to fruition. So so it all it has a just that intrinsic value. And and arts, of course, is something you can do after your knees give out. <laughs> <laughs> so <It's> very true. <laughs> uh, as uh, yes, as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm realizing, oh. Things start to hurt, so I, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm going to be more creative. Yeah, um, yeah. The arts are. I like the arts are such a wonderful thing, and some of my best memories are in the arts, just because you get to you get to put yourself out there. And like you said, yeah, you get to watch. You put the time, you put the effort, and then you get to see something created that mm-hmm. you did, which yeah. is an amazing. You, thing. You've accomplished and, and you've achieved. Yeah. Speaking of that, I we were talking a little bit off camera. Uh, I drive by CM Finch, and I see your giant mural. Um, of the hawk on the on that and that makes me amazed um and i remember in kin park was it your painting oh, the dugouts yeah yeah those are I mean, yeah. that's where i used to play as a kid and i remember those paintings um what is because you paint and you paint beautiful those beautiful paintings i guess my two questions is, is one what draws you to painting and my second question would be how do you paint something this big compared <laughs> to something this big so yeah what what, what do you really like about yeah what draws you to art I mean, I guess I just always have, and then and then I discovered discovered I could, uh, you know, I, that that I had a bit of an eye, so it seemed to be something that to develop, and and I just I just love the process of seeing something evolve and see, seeing it come to life in circus. Sometimes it works out better than others, mm-hmm. and sometimes it sort of takes a life of its own a little bit as you go forward. But I I do enjoy that process of just seeing it it, it emerge. Um, I, the mural side, I got into just a little by accident by somebody who knew that I could paint and a little bit and asked me to do the mural in the gymnastic club when it used to be in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so that was my first big project. Um, and you know, on the other side, I'd worked on canvases and things like that. The big project, yeah, you know, there's some, some techniques you just, you have to, you have to plan a little bit more to do a big project, like use a grid. I use grids. To draw it out, because of course, when you've got your nose up to a, a hundred foot mural, you can't see no. what you're doing. <laughs> you can't see how it's going to look. And when I did the the one at the the gymnastics, I would work all day, and I would go across 
to the other side of the floor and go, that that didn't quite look the way because you can't can't really see. So yeah, the planning and the plotting and of it was uh, is a big part of it. Well, out of curiosity, because I don't know how long does it take to do a, a mural. Uh, I know that it would depend fully on the size of the thing, but are we talking? Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even know how to guess. Yeah, the gymnastics that was that was a matter of months. Okay. Um, months. Yeah. So because there was a lot of detail there, and so and of course it depends on much time you you've actually got to spend on it. So it can take it can take a number of weeks. I mean, I've done a. Um, I don't know if you recall some of the the work I've done for Stage North. Yes, because I did. Dad, she did the backdrop for uh, Taming of the Shrew. Yes, which was and you know those would. Those would typically take probably a month of, of going in and painting. Um, and it would depend, again, on the size, whether it was two sides or one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not necessarily putting full days in, but a few hours a day to, yeah. Does it get frustrating? Like, when you're, like I know that when I'm working on a monologue or something like that, like, I get there's like the gers and the uhs and the, the frustration part. Do you get frustrated painting? Or oh, it can. Yeah? It, it can because there's, there's times when it, it, it's not working. It's not working for you. I, I was. I just went through a little process where I was trying to get back to doing some small canvases because I spent many years doing doing a lot of props, a lot of backdrops, a lot of um, because to, for the dance society, I'm mm-hmm. the go-to person at uh, you know <laughs> my daughter's dance troupe, and so you're painting a lot of stuff just to look like stuff. And and sorry, I sort of know that I can do that, but I went through a project of trying to do some scenes where I brought in a looseness and a life to them that I hadn't hadn't really explored for a while. And there was a pretty thick layer of paint on those on those canvases because it just wasn't quite happening the way I wanted it to. And then there's other days where it just falls in, falls into place, and you just paint, and then oh, that's so satisfying. Do you keep your paintings? Do you ever like? Oh, I keep my canvases. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Um, I would. Yeah, I guess I. Before when I came, we were talking about the process of having to redo, <laughs> you know, because those backdrops I did. And, for years, uh, Central, they're, they're musical. I did the backdrop. And so the first thing when you go in is to paint over the old ones yes. from the year before. And I th- I'm pretty sure some of the, the Stage North ones I've done are just on the same uh, the same sets and uh, just painted over. If I'm lucky, somebody else will do that priming for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can come in with a blank slate. When you did your first, um, I, I, I'm just realizing how many different mediums you've painted on. Um, when someone said, hey, can you please paint uh, for a for a theatrical thing, did you get nervous at all? Because then it would be seen by like lar- large crowds, or like, well, I guess yeah. Did you get nervous the first time someone said, "Hey, Margaret, you're going to paint? Can you do this for it?" Oh, uh, yeah, I love. There's a little stress level that because you because of course you're doing you're trying to do somebody else's vision too, mm-hmm. and sometimes that can be a challenge when you have you're trying to please somebody else has a vision of what they want their backdrop to look at, and of course you've got an idea from what they've given you, but mm-hmm. are those are those things going to mesh? Is is a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, I worked. I worked for a number of years uh, for Peter Volglar when he was when he was here and ran Rainbow Sign Company. And Peter's always has a real can-do attitude. Like his idea, he people would ask him if he could do something. He goes, "Sure." And then he'd sort of come back to the shop and go, "How are we going to do this?" So, <laughs> you know, he hadn't really done it before. And and I I think okay, I just got to go into the attitude. There's nothing that can go wrong that a bucket of paint and a a roller can't fix. 
you know, so yep. you can always start again and, and go back. <laughs> you have to, like, sometimes I'm a slow starter. I still look at that canvas and I'm a little nervous about putting those dabs. And I do a lot of sketching and a lot of laying out the grids and a lot of fiddling around and a lot of stalling. And, and then, but once you plunge in, then it's, I think I guess it's sort of like performing too. Once, a lot of nerves going forward, but maybe once you plunge in, it's... Then, yeah, when they say go and the lights come up, you're like, well, we're in this now. Yeah, you're, yeah. then you're doing it. And I guess it's a little bit. The, 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 of course, the benefit for us is that nobody's watching. <laughs> you're just doing it in a private room. Though I can't imagine, like, just... Yeah, the, the art that you do, like, I would... Yeah, I would rather stand and, and MC than try, because it's just exquisite. I just... At a, a side note, when you're saying um, uh, with Peter um, and signs, is there a lot... Um, well, I guess twofold. One... Do you drive around ever and go, oh, that's my work? Like when you do drive by places that you've printed our murals at, um, do you do you have works or do you know people who have works all over the city? Like is that a fun thing to go, oh, I know how that got there? Or? Yeah, oh, it, it is, of course, yeah, to have that. And, and then, of course, with your own, of course, it can go both ways. You can go, <laughs> yes. huh, I did that. That's I re- I'm really happy with that. And, and the other ones are, oh, I, I really feel like I needed another week on that one. <laughs> but... Yeah. So, you, I mean, you're always, I mean, it's a big thing, I think, with any artist of any medium, probably, is just knowing what to quit, too. You always, you always feel like, can you do just a little bit more and make it a little bit better? That's the hardest thing is, yeah, yeah okay, I put yeah. in enough time. Have I put in? I've put in enough time. This yeah. is what I do. Yeah, yeah I, have to, I've, I have to be done now. Mm-hmm. But. Um, uh, there's so many questions, um, I, but I want to make sure I'm spreading. Um, the artist community in Fort St. John, I didn't realize how many artists we have in this set, city until I started talking to them. It sounds like this, uh, and by artists, I mean fine artists, too. It's really neat. You, you start talking when I talk to you, and then I, I would go notice. We do have a lot of people who, who like to, to create, draw, paint in the city. It's- we really do. Yeah, and, and it was one of the best things when I, when I sort of accidentally joined the Arts Council <laughs> was that every meeting, we have a monthly meeting, and we have reports from all the member groups that come in and talk about what they're doing. And it was, that was a big eye-opener for me at that time. And, you know, and I lived here for a while. It was, uh, it, it, you know, you'd think you'd know, but it, but I didn't. And there's so much going on behind the scenes because a lot of the groups are just working away for themselves. And then some of them, of course, are more front-facing, like the, the performing artists. And mm-hmm. But there's a lot there. There's a lot out there. And, and there's a lot of people enjoying the arts for a whole bunch of different reasons. You know, there's people, you know, pursuing it more as a as a as a profession or a semi-professional and then some people are just doing it for the fun of it or the social side or you know just keep themselves busy and it's all valid it's all good reasons yeah and the, the thing that i found um and and again you would know more is um as a teacher in the city it was so neat because i threw open my door once i was like i need help and everyone came running and i have found in the few times that i've had to reach out to to to, to an artistic community and go i need help it's neat to see people reaching out and helping in this town and just going, oh, yeah, this is how, or, oh, do you need help there? Or all, you could try it like this. Like, it's, it seems from the outside, if you need help or if you need a teacher or if you need something, uh, someone might not know how to do it, but they also know someone who might. Like, seems people does, seem to yeah, reach across. because really there's well. that connection. And that's why the, the, just the interconnectedness is so nice. Like you were commenting before of seeing the the winter games coming, having artists and athletes coming together to, to present the, the opening ceremonies and the whole thing. Everybody coming together and working together and helping out where it's needed is, is, is kind of inspiring to see. And it's, it's maybe something you see in smaller towns because if you don't do it, it might not happen. I call it the, like the, the winter effect because I, I, I love Vancouver. Vancouver is one of my favorite cities, but I also knew that it was a bit lonely there because everyone I knew was out doing something. But here in Fort St. John, 
I figure we're so cold all the time that like, well, you have to go get to know somebody. Otherwise you're going to yeah. freeze and it's not going to be okay. Yeah. We're, we're a neat city for growing people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a winter city. And and that's where, what High and Ice was all about was trying to sort of just embracing that, that winter city. Well, I and you can, you can say, oh, I'm not so sure of it, but like, how did High and Ice get started? Because I, like I said, I just remember being, I remember going to the ice slides and I remember all this. I remember going to it, but I don't yeah. ever really remember the first ones or the formations of it. I, it. It may have started with Peter because after he moved away, he became, he got involved in doing snow sculptures and ice yeah. carving and everything and then having conversations with Sue. And because there was a connection there and just um, this something we could do because we are a winter city. So why don't we, why so, don't we try and bring, you know, in a small, a small way, bring some ice carvers to town and, and hold a competition, and then it just grew, grew from there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, at the time, um, Lori Patrici was the president of the Arts Council. I remember she actually even traveled to, a, to ice festivals and other places to kind of get an idea of how best to run it. And, yeah. And then, so, and for, for those who will remember the sand sensations, was that an answer to, to High on Ice? Or was that a, a just like, well, this is cool, we, have, we can bring some sand cart really high? Well, it was. It was sort of an extension, of, you know, a summer thing mm-hmm. in, in the, you know, the same... Same type of thing. Some of the same people were involved, Peter, for another, for one. But some of the ice carvers who come, who have come to High and Ice over the years came to do the sand, sand event. And, you know, again, we had the people and we thought we'd, thought we'd give it a try. And, uh, yeah. And, and it was a great event. We just, we just find, like as an arts council, we don't necessarily have the c- capacity to continuously organize big events. It, you know, we hope that somebody else will sort of take, take that and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it was good while it lasted. It, it was. I, it was pretty neat. It was that was happening when I was going back and forth from school, uh, and there's there's something really neat about leaving the town and then coming back and going, whoa, that's really cool. There's a sculpture. Yeah, yeah, someone did that. So. Yeah. Um, awesome. I have I have, I have lots of questions. I want to make sure I ask all the right ones. Um, I've asked how you got involved. Um, do you? Well, do, did you have any any mentors or people that you went, hey, like? We've talked a bit about Sue. Sue Popescu mm-hmm. is, I mean, she's one of the reasons for the show because I didn't know half the things Sue did until mm-hmm. we got, to, we, we read about what she did. Um, has there been people who you've looked up to or trailblazers that you went, you know, this person was really important to the creation of, of arts or just this creation of the city? Has there been anyone like that that you would like? Yeah, to I mean, well, certainly Sue was the primary one in terms of, you know, arts administration and, and just coming into it with, uh, with an, a good attitude and, you know, looking for things that need to be done. And I've already mentioned Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, over the years, not to single out anybody, but I've been on some great boards full of great people that were just doing the work because it needed to be done and not, not looking for any accolades, not looking for any glory, not looking to, you know, to get even thanked. Particularly, they just they just thought it was important and they came forward to do it. And that's a lot of the boards on the Arts Council and the festival who had, you know, and on the, where I started in the dance society, just a progression of moms, mm-hmm. you know, that would step up because it needed to be done and they wanted to support what their kids were doing and, and just did it. So there's a, there's a long line of people that I've, I've worked alongside that have just had that, that right attitude. And, um, yeah. So that's always inspired me to see people, people going into it, getting the work done. And, you know, as I said, that board that I had going into doing the, the provincial festival, they're just a group of people that I knew that I could trust, would, you know, I could work with. And we work with 
a lot of good humor and, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's really nothing that can go wrong that you can't kind of, that you can't fix or cover up or something. Uh -huh. And uh, <laughs> A little bit of paint and a roller. You the bucket of paint and a roller. So, yeah, so, I mean, without singling anybody out, it, it's just a lot of people have supported. Well, that's, I, I'm really, we've, I mean, it's come up a lot in this conversation. This city is really good. Um, the city has a great attitude of someone wants to do something. How do we support that person? Uh, my kid wants to dance. All right, I'm going to give back and I'm going to try this. And yeah. and when you're saying uh, me and a bunch of moms, I know when I grew yeah, growing up, all the, my mom, my dad, they, 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 we needed costumes. They made costumes and, and things. And uh, I think one of the neatest parts of this town is sometimes people don't know what they're doing. But they do it anyways. And that's not a negative comment. No, that's a, no, they find a way to do it. Yes. They find a way to make it happy and happen. And, and I know I've always felt that on every board you have people that have their strengths and, and weaknesses. And, and, and especially if you're moving into leadership role, you don't ask the people to do what they're not good at. You, you find what they are good at and then and point them in that direction. And you recognize what you're not good at. And you hope that somebody's there to sort of pick you up and... And and run with it, and and usually and usually you get that nice mix, and yeah. and people working together, and kind of be having each other's back. Uh, just it uh, sort of the, was the total is greater than the sum of its parts. Yes, quite often, and that's, and that's the case on a lot of the, a lot of these volunteer boards. Well, the uh, final boards are are really good at what you were mentioning early the the can do attitude, where I feel like sometimes uh, some of our boards sometimes accept something go. How do we do that? And then someone goes, I don't know, let's try this. And then, yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. Um, and what you mentioned there, having the good humor of going, well, and, and that really helps make, give the oil to the machine to help things happen, it seems. Yeah, I, I think so. And yeah, it, it is inspiring to see. see and, and I started, I mean, there's times when I would sort of look at Sue and I think, you know, you get all the flack that she got because she was so much out front. And, uh -huh. and I think, how do you keep going? <laughs> but she did. She always did. And so, and so you did, too. And I remember having a conversation with her one time. We chatted a lot in the arts post. And she said, well, you know, because she, she, she did take a lot of grief over, you know, the cultural center and things that happened. And she said, you know, she, she could go home and look in the mirror and know that she did what she did because she thought it was the right thing to do and, and it would better the community, not for any personal gain or any, any glory on her, her part. And I thought, well, that's, that's where it's lived by yeah. when, you're, when you're trying to help, you know, build a community. And so, yeah, try, try to think of that. Yeah. It's like Sue. I miss Sue. Yeah. Yeah, we all miss Sue. <laughs> and we're trying to, but we're trying to push forward some of the things that she did. Like we're, we're working, we were chatting a bit before about the feasibility study we're doing for maybe someday having a creative hub mm -hmm. that would, we feel like would complement the, the cultural center. Because the cultural center was always meant to be a presentation space. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Sue always said, well, you need a place to build the widgets, not just where yeah, to show the widgets. Like part two. We did, so, yeah. yeah so, so that's, um, that's something that we're, we're conducting a feasibility study now to, to maybe move forward on that. And, yeah. There's always, always room to grow because there are, you know, talking about the difficulty in the art. There are, there are still challenges. There's challenges of space. There's challenges, always challenges, challenges of funding and, mm -hmm. um, and, and people having, a, having an atmosphere that will encourage professionals to come into the community and, and, and where people can stay and practice their art mm -hmm. instead of just having to leave. Well, that's been something that I've really noticed. It, um, again, you're not that much older than me, but 
has, has it been neat watching people grow, go, and then even just visit and teach? Like I, I think of, uh, there's a few actors from this town, um, and I just speak of acting because that was the profession I was in. Uh, I didn't quite realize how many people had come through Fort St. John, left, and then came back and taught me. Uh, and that was really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Not, not only can we grow amazing people here, but watching the people come back and help. Like, it, Has it been neat to see some people go through and then come back? It is. Yeah, I mean, because for some things, people are going to go away uh, to the city. But to, to, to sort of that they have that pull to come back and give back and, and share what they've done is, it, it is pretty neat. And it's, and it's inspiring to see. Well, as a, on a second note, thank you for being inspiring. I mean, uh, we talked a little bit about it before, uh, being a young person in, in the city uh, who, who, who was able to, uh, to be more in the arts and in sports and not, I, did, I think you said that really well, not pitting sports and arts against each other. Sometimes as a young person, you're like, ah, do I have to choose both? But realizing that the two go together, I wanted to say thank you because uh, you've helped create a lot of space for people to grow, to thrive, to uh, come and perform in our city. Um, so thank you for all the work that you've put in. Well, I hope so. I mean, it, it's it's been a pleasure and it is rewarding to see it. I've always said too that when people talk about, you know, getting on boards, getting involved, don't don't get on get on it because you want to be on. You mm-hmm. know, you, because otherwise you'll always be disappointed. You'll be disappointed because some other people don't pull their weight. You'll be hoping, you know, disappointed that people don't, you know, support what you're doing as much as you as you think it deserves. Get involved because you think it's valuable. You know, organize a festival because you think it's worthwhile and that it's an important thing to have in your community. And then, and you'll always kind of feel rewarded at the end of it. That's a great, yeah. So, thank you. That's, yeah, that's a great thing to live by, too. Yeah. Not saying I'm 100% always, you know. <laughs> so you're talking yeah, about the wisdom here. I'm just going to write some I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still have parking lots to complain about, right? You go out of your, you stand in the parking lot and complain. But, uh, but, you know, for the most part, you go into it with that attitude because you think it's worthwhile and you think it's important. And, and uh, Well, I'm going to ask another question just because you, I didn't realize that you are not only, you organize here, but you organize province-wide as well. Or you're part of the, the larger um, foundation. You're part of the, the performing piece. Uh, did you find that skills that you learned here in Fort St. John have helped you in, in, in larger boards as well? Just thinking of people that are going, oh, I want to step here. And I get to go here. Has it been a neat stepping stone to, to, to help you if you wanted to? to... Yeah, I mean, it very much does, um, you know, overlap mm-hmm. with the, the I, I, I'm pretty sure I got onto the provincial board because of they were so happy with the way the provincials went here. So and then so I'm actually the uh, president right now of Performing Arts BC. Congrats. And I've had the pleasure of presiding over one canceled festival and one virtual festival. So <laughs> it, it's been a bit of a bummer. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, we're fingers crossed we might actually get a get a live festival in. We're supposed to be in Cranbrook next year. But but yeah, definitely we bring your skills from and, and I always felt like you asked at the beginning, did you know you join because you see a need? And then you you sort of learn at the feet of the people who've been there before and know what they're talking about, and then maybe you develop some ideas of your own and step into a leadership role and sort of sort of grows. You know, you grow with the with the position, and and I've actually really enjoyed my time on on the provincial board. It's uh, it's been again a little disappointing because we haven't had uh, we haven't met in person since twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn to use Zoom, uh-huh. um, but. But still, it still has been really interesting and rewarding, and you know, it's a it's a great organization. And ha- you know, we do have the local people that have participated over the years. And well, I like what you said there too. Um, and and um, just that's the neat thing about boards um, is 
you, 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 you enter here volunteering and you learn. So you get to, to, to learn a little bit up as you go up. And it's neat because there's two parts to that. One, not only are you learning about what you're supposed to be organizing, but in hearing a little bit too, you also get to know the people and you get to get lifelong friends that way. And when you do, when you do volunteer at things, um, it's, you've gone through an experience and it's fun. You've, you have that shared experience with them. So now you're not only are you learning about what you are, you're, you have friends, you have people and, mm-hmm. and you, you, you might find those friends who stick with you for a very long time, which is another benefit of, of helping to, to be part of boards and organizations and volunteering in anything. Well, that's definitely the case. I mean, when you first put your children into activities and, and my daughter joined dance, I thought it would be good for her to learn to, again, the whole thing, presenting herself. And then she would make some nice friends, which she did. And, but I've had some nice friends too, like, because you bond as, you know, all the moms and dads are, are together in, on the board and doing fundraising and traveling together. So, so yeah, I mean, it came back to me tenfold when mm-hmm. you think you're doing it for your kid and, and, uh, and, and it comes back to you too. Well, that's something that I didn't realize until my mom, I remember, um, and, and God bless my mom. I was in an organized sport for a while and then. I said, you know, mom, uh, I'm just too busy. I don't want to be part of it. And, and I love my mom. She went, oh. And I went, it's a strange reaction. She said, yeah. I just, I'm going to miss my friends. Yeah. And then we did realize, like, mom, it's a small town. They literally live about six blocks. Yeah, so you can still be friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's so easy when you're just going to, to and the same, well, my kids did sports as well. You're sitting in the bleachers cheering for your kid and then, and then yeah. chatting to the, uh, and that's you. You just thought and you naturally meet there. So, it's a, yeah, no, yeah. It, it is very true. I never realized, yeah, parents have lives too, and yeah. they, they, they become invested. It's such a cool thing. Yeah, and it does draw it does draw people. I mean, some people get into the arts and sports just to, to make those connections and as a sort of a social mm-hmm. a social outlet. That's been, uh, as I say, interesting in my, in my work since through theater, getting to know different. That's how I've got to know people because this common thing draws you together, and then you get to know people that way. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah no, it is. It, it really is. Well, thank you. Do we miss anything? Is I don't think so. You... No. I've learned so much about you, Margaret. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's good. I'm in a badminton <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, yeah. Thank okay. you. And... I mentioned my knees, right? Yes. Good yeah. point. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I still try to keep my hand in a little bit, but yeah, it's not moving as quick as I used to. Well, I, I, I look forward to, to our chats and I look forward to working with you again um, sometime in the future. I hope it's uh, either if it's virtual or not virtual. Um, yeah, I really do. Yeah, we all hope it's sooner rather than later. When, be when nice. we're yeah. Back in person. Yeah, the novel is definitely worn off the whole. Well, I mean, it's been a learning curve. I, mm-hmm. I keep saying I've learned a whole bunch of skills that I didn't have and I hope never to employ again <laughs> as long as I live. So, yes. <laughs> and virtual festivals are one of them. But Well, know. speaking of festivals, do, is there, looking at in the, and shaking the eight ball, is there a festival happening this year in Fort St. There is a festival happening this year. Oh, when, do you know when? Is it too? It's in April. Okay. We don't know exactly what form it's going to take. Okay. Just like last year, we sort of started the year, you say you, you plan for the, you hope for the best and plan for the worst. worst. And so we ended up doing a virtual festival last year. So we basically sat in the arts post with our computers and um, and our videos and and presented our festival that way. And then it actually went as well as you could hope. Mm-hmm. We had online, um, we had adjudicators come online and talk to the kids. They were in Vancouver or Edmonton or wherever they were, but mm-hmm. they would they gave little lessons. They came in and the kids are sitting at their piano. And so we tried to duplicate as much as possible. We also had a virtual. Uh, provincial festival. Okay. So same thing, presenting, you know, videos and having online adjudications. And, and we are prepared to do that this year, but we really, really hope that we don't have to. And it, but it, it's scheduled for, for April. Really? Did you have yeah. to learn so much very quickly with that too? Like it sounds like because just the world changed very quickly. 
Um, I can imagine there would be a lot of sleepless nights figuring out how to put a giant festival like that together online real quick. I had people. (laughs) (laughs) It was not based on my skills. (laughs) Those are sort of inversely related to your age and your technical ability. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, <laughs> you can find some young people. I always say find a kid. So, <laughs> so find, a, find, find young people who are adept at, at that kind of thing. Well, is it, uh, if my students watch this, this is fun because I've got to that age where I went, I don't know how to do this. Can someone? And my students were like, yeah, Mr. Sullen, you just do this. And it's, yep. it's, a, it's a neat time when you get to that point. In your yeah, life. you just find a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and when it comes technical, if it doesn't help to unplug and plug it back in, find, find a, kid. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just um, speaking of finding a kid, um, is there, if someone wanted to jump into the arts or if someone wanted to volunteer for the arts or if someone's just like, oh, I didn't know all this. Is there a good entry door or, or point for someone to, to find the world of the arts at Fort St. John? Well, I mean, you can always contact the Arts Council because um, that's one way to do it. And, of course, if you're a kid, through the schools, as you know, is, is a great way to get involved. Um, but, but we represent, we don't represent all the arts by any means, but we represent, represent quite a few uh, member groups, that the music teachers and choirs and visual arts and, um, and theater. And so... So that's that's one good starting point is just just getting send an email to the arts council and we'll try to put you in contact with the the right person. That's so neat. I didn't and, realize that's how the arts council like. I didn't realize that you had all those people under one roof. Just yeah, we're we're basically made up of member groups. So we have about twenty varies it's down a bit now probably because of COVID because some groups are but we've had up to about twenty seven or eight member groups that represent all kinds of there's craft guilds there's performing arts there's music there's drama there's a lot of visual arts and Did you say 20 27 28 at one time yeah it, it fluctuates That's a little bit because they they come and go a little bit but that sort of core group of from 22 or three groups that That's still a lot of I know it is there's a lot more than you realize that, yeah I was you know, like some big dancers are, but no that yeah some, that's some so of the, the craft guilds like the potters and the quilters and the and the the fiber arts and the fiber arts neat yeah yeah. And Sorry, I cut you off. No, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to ask, um, now that you're part of the Arts Council, have you been open up to things that you're like, I didn't I didn't know that was in Fort St. John? Or like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I say, one of the big eye openers was just listening to those group reports. And you thought there's a quilter's guild. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And then there's choirs and for, for kids and adults. And I mean, you, you can find something. You find something, no matter what your age and what your what your skill level and I mean it could be nothing and the Potter's Guild offers offers uh, classes continuously for beginners and for more experienced and and that's the case with a lot of the groups. Okay, um, so they're all pretty open and welcoming to okay. people coming in and just learning and trying it out. And As I think this person said, get messy and, and learn. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is. I feel bad that I didn't know how many. Yeah, this has been a great education for me. Um, and it sounds like if you go to, you know, uh, uh, an arts council meeting, you may just end up being come part of the board, um, as, as someone has done in the past. Yeah. Well, like I say, my children say, I don't know how to, how to say no. They've, they've have advised me to start a few of us dance moms to start a self-help group <laughs> called Yes Anonymous, where you get up in front of the group and go, my name's Margaret. And I've gone a week without saying yes to anything. So yeah, <laughs> well done. Enjoy that <laughs> but no, it's but it's all all very rewarding, and um, yeah, there's 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 a place for it. That's the nice thing about small; it's easy to get involved, mm-hmm. um, and 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 it's, people are glad to have you. 
just come and join and, and see what it's all about. Well, that's, yeah, I'm going to, because I've seen the signpost. I've, I think I've been in the door once or twice and, and I've been part of the arts, but I've never actually reached out. I, Send you a link for our next meeting. Please do. I, I would love that. Yeah, well, that would be awesome. You'd be more than welcome. Perfect. Well, I, I guess if I'm going to this Yes Anonymous, I just failed my, my week about <laughs> Yeah, there you go. See, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I haven't learned either. Perfect. So. I'll be in good company. Uh, but, but thank you, Murray. I've, I've learned lots, and I've really enjoyed our talk. So. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. No. I'm always happy to talk about the arts. And that's, that's our conversation. Uh, if you have questions or anything like that, reach out to the Arts Council is a great thing. Or as always... Uh, Wherever you're watching this, you can leave a comment or you can, can find me. A lot of people have reached out and said, Ted, I have, I'd like suggest someone or something like that. Yeah. You can always talk back to the show and we would love to. Thank you for tuning in for Voices of the Peace. And we'll see you next. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.